on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say, if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now Raw Mind Sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You want to be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is Raw Mind Sports, another edition. Welcome to another edition of Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. And today I got none other than my guy, Ray J. Lynn. Sports reporters without the pay. Go follow him on Facebook and whatever platforms he has as well. He'll probably tell you that. And I got my guy, Mr. Raw himself, although I'm Raw Thoughts, but he's Raw, Corey Baker. So, Corey, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Peace and beloved, man. Happy Thanksgiving. I mean, late. You know, I'm doing all right, man. Ready to get this show, man. What's up, Ray? You ready? You ready? Uh-oh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You ready, I'm always, ready? I'm always I'm, ready. I'm always ready. Let's do it, baby. I like <laughs> stuff like this. I love stuff like this. I don't know you for a can of paint. You a brother. Let's do it, baby. Let's get this work. Let's get this work. Hey, uh, <laughs> all right. So the first time, man, NBA trade talks. Tell me who who was the best trade to you guys overall during this, this offseason right here. Who was the, the trade that was going to take? Who had the best trade and who could possibly win in that trade? Um, Ray, I go with you first, and then I'll call you next. Um, are we including free agent signings in that? Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Oh, the Lakers won the offseason then. Yeah. <laughs> the Lakers won the offseason. Um, they the reigning NBA champs, and they went out and added two of the top three six men in the league. Last year, six men of the year, you had Lou Will, Montrez, Harrell, and uh, Dennis Schroeder. And the Lakers got two of them. Right. And then they just signed Gasol as well. Um the you reigning know. champs got better. That, that's the only one way to put it. Now, as far as fit, you know, I hear a lot of people saying the fit ain't exactly the same. Like, Montrez Hero don't bring what Dwight Howard brings. But Montrez Hero is a dog, man. You you need that kind of guy. You're Ron Artest type show, Dennis Rodman type. The guy that's just going to go out and play hard, galvanize the team. Like, he bring that energy. LeBron and AD going to be superstars regardless. Right. Broder and Montrez Hero can play, man. These guys can flat out hoop. So, the Lakers won the offseason. Clearly to me, man, like when you're the reigning champion, you get better and younger. So I, I have the Lakers having the best offseason, not just because I'm a Lakers fan, like because they had the best offseason. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cole, who you think? What's your thoughts? Um, The team that the NBA team, NBA franchise that had a great offseason, I'm going to say they were the Lakers, but what the Atlanta Hawks did with signing Bogut, Rondo, and with the draft, I say Atlanta Hawks, but I'm going to say the Lakers because they got Montrez and Dennis Schroeder, and I think the Lakers are going to win the next three championships. But I hope Jane Harden, I hope Brooklyn. But I'm going to say the Lakers, but Atlanta Hawks, man, they did. They stepped up. I think Trey Young getting ready to take off. I'm going to say the Lakers and Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I mean, for me, raw thoughts, it is the Lakers, hands down. Lakers, hands down. I like what the Bucks did, but I don't know. If, I still don't even know if Greek going to actually still stay. Like, he hasn't gave them anything to make them. I mean, they pulling leverage and trying to bring players in, but I don't know if he's still going to stay in Milwaukee. Even with the stuff that they did this offseason, bringing in Bledsoe, 
And if you notice you, I'm trying to see him think. I want to say Drew Holiday. Not, no, yeah, no, excuse me. Not, excuse me, not Bledsoe. So Drew Holiday is in um, yeah. Milwaukee now. But to say who won the offseason, it's, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. The Lakers won that. Never going to go to the next topic, man. We're going to go hey, real again. quick. Hey, on right. that note, he didn't mention this too, man. They got they got uh, Gallinari as well. Yeah, they yeah, got yeah, Darnell. No, I'm sorry about that. They got yeah, Darnell too. Yeah. I, I like what the Hawks did, Jack. Yeah. With Chris Dunn and Rondo yes. coming off the bench. Yes. Like that. yes. I like yeah. what they did. You probably yeah. looking at probably Capella, John Collins, Gallinari, Trey Young. Yes. And maybe one of the young guys either either Cam. Oh, they picked up Bogdanovich too. The cat that yeah. was. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I was saying. Bogdanovich. <clears throat> yeah, they picked. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's crazy, like they they didn't pick. They had a great off season, but it still comes down to can they like contend in the playoffs? They're probably like a fourth or fifth seed. I'm gonna give, give maybe that. I don't know what Boston gonna do. I think Boston's still gonna be there. I, I'm, I'm assuming Philly gonna do something, and everybody's already hyped up about the Brooklyn Nets. Um, oh yeah. So I oh, mean, yeah. championship wise, they feel like it's coming from there. But I like the, the promise in the Hawks too as well. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Let, let's go to this. <clears throat> let's go to this topic real quick. Um. What do you guys think Harden going to land? What do you think he's going to stay? He's going to be forced to stay or he's going to get traded somewhere else? Go ahead, Cole. I'll let you go first. Then I'm going to let Ray go. Oh, man. With the Jane Harden trade. Boy, I hope he come with KD. Ooh. Do y'all remember when K him and KD played with Oklahoma? I ain't saying that about Kyrie, but them two is just like LeBron and Anthony Davis, man. I want him to come. I want him to come to Flatbush Avenue, Barclays Center, Brooklyn, and play with my boy Kevin Durant, Mister Mister DC, Mister C. Pleasant. That's gonna be. I swear to God, that's gonna be one of the greatest things to see Kevin Durant play with Jane Harden at Jane Harden Pete and Durant coming off of injury. With Kyrie Irving, where Durant don't have to do too much, because we know Durant going to average 27. He's going to do what he do. He's going to be the MVP. And Jaden Harden, if he come to Brooklyn, he's going to leave the NBA in assists, and Kyrie going to really play a two-guard, because really Kyrie is a score. It just is that enough to beat the Lakers. That's the key to me. But I want him to come to Brooklyn. It don't seem like it's going to happen, but on paper, that's where he want to go. But him and Durant and Kyrie, but just him and Durant alone, man, that's a problem, man. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem for the Lakers because matchup problems. Because Durant could do it all. He could do the same thing. LeBron do it. Just LeBron is LeBron. But Durant healthy with Jay Harden, oh, my God, that's crazy. And Kyrie, the Kyrie can beat Dennis Rowland any day, it's just a, if we gonna if if they if KD and Kyrie gonna be healthy, but we know Jane Harden. People forget Jane Harden averaged thirty points. He averaged nine assists. It's just the fact he ain't winning, and he playing with Westbrook. But with him and Kevin Durant, man, I think, and with Steve Nash, it's just the fact. Is can they beat the Lakers in seven games? Because the Lakers is used to playing with each other, but. I would love to see Brooklyn and Lakers. Cause I think that's if they get Jane Harden. I think it's gonna be Lakers and Brooklyn. Lakers and six because LeBron and AD. But KD is my guy, and Jane Harden come. That's the piece of the puzzle, man. To me, I, I, I got I, you. I think, I think so. I think so. What you think, Ray? What you think? What are your thoughts? 
first off, if I'm Houston, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> he, he under contract for the next two seasons. So ain't no pressure on him to do nothing until next offseason. Like, he ain't out of contract until the end of the 21-22 season. So I got all of 2021 to try and put more pieces around him to try and convince him to stay, to try and win more games. Like, I never understood that. Like, we paid you all this money to be the face of our franchise and the superstar. We gave you your big payday, and it's like, oh, I want out. So, And then that's another thing. People feel like what a player want out, not an organization's obligated to trade you where you want to go. I, <laughs> just like yeah. San Antonio sent uh, Kawhi to Toronto. Like, Brooklyn would be the last place I would send them. Um, I, I Honestly, I don't know a great – landing spot for James Harden. Everybody's talking about Brooklyn. Everything he does well, Kyrie does well. Everything James Harden does well, Kyrie does well. Like, it's not like they don't gain a whole lot besides the actual talent aspect. Like, they're not getting something that they're missing. Because Kyrie can do everything he can do. KD can do almost everything he can do. you got two legit scores, man. KD and Kyrie, both of my top five isolation players I done seen. Hands down. You add Harden in there, and you you getting the same thing. Um, I it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of offense Steve Nash implement. First time head coach, so we don't know. We're we're assuming he's gonna <clears throat> do something similar to what his most success was in Phoenix, um, which is kind of what they was just doing in Houston. Then he went and got Dan Tony, so you assume that that's what it's gonna be. Right. Um, and in both those systems with Nash and with Harden, you saw the ball in one player's hands a whole lot. But the difference is in Phoenix, you had Nash with a bunch of complimentary players. In Houston, you had Harden with a bunch of complimentary players. You bring Harden to Brooklyn, you got three superstars. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody mm. trying to be no complimentary players. So I don't no. I don't know how that's gonna work. Right. Nash no. Nash gonna have to I, I believe Nash's best if, if he runs something more more of what they were doing in Golden State. A lot of people don't know he was behind the scenes as an executive in Golden State. Right. Um help put that team together when they won those championships. More of a, a pace and space, ball movement, player movement type deal. That could work. But anyway, we're talking about Brooklyn. I don't see Harden going there. If I'm Houston, I'm not trading him. He's going to stay right there in Houston, and we're going to keep trying to compete. Like, that's what – if I'm Houston, he's staying put. Yeah, that's what I was saying, too. It was crazy. I was telling Corey the other day, I was like, man, I told him on a recent podcast, but I'm going to say it again. I was like, I don't see them guys trading him. It's like you trading him to where he want to go, like – they're not going to trade him there so that he can win a championship and still leave them in a situation where they're in a situation like they can't get nothing out of the deal. Like, I told him, honestly, I said, if he does get traded, if he gets traded, I think Philly gets him because Daryl Moore is there. He's a GM. He probably knows how to work out something spe- something special for the Houston owner because him and the Houston owner was close. So, at the time before he left and stepped down, so he can make a way where he'll get – Houston could get more of a winning package deal with them than what they would get with Brooklyn, even though he wants to go to Brooklyn. Well, it, go ahead. In Brooklyn, the only thing worthy of James Harden is Kyrie or KD. Like mm-hmm. James Harden is a bona fide superstar. Right. You don't right. trade him for scraps. Right. I will say this. I've been saying for two years, Philly need to trade uh, Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons because they're the same player. But his whole game was seven feet down. So, you, Ben Simmons would be a great consolation prize if you had to trade James Harden. Right. And I think both teams win in that situation. Well, I think Philly wins, but if you have to trade Harden, if you can get Ben Simmons and a couple of picks 
I think that's not, not a bad package to get back for. And I think that package would be more valuable. That's why I was saying Philly. I, said, I, I think just, he has to go to Philly, even though he wants to go to Brooklyn. I feel like yeah. Philly would have the better deal. It's a business. So it's I just, either keep I just, hard or don't, or, or right. get something back that, you know, I'm a, that's going to make me happy. You know, I ain't going to just give him away for nothing. No, you're going to bring me something back, but go ahead, Corey. Well, well, well you, y'all forget Spencer Dinwiddie. Carson LeVert and Jared Allen for Jane Harden. That's a good pack, um, trading package, but I see what y'all saying. I just want – I don't see that. I just want to see him or Durant to play. I just really want – I just want Durant to get a championship, man. I just want him to get the number three, you know. I get where you I coming think, from, but I'm yeah, saying I, those players are not even nowhere close to even being similar to what you just said. Go ahead, Ray. In other words – Kevin Durant joined yes, the greatest team in league history after they won 73 games, got two easy championships, and you want him to get another easy one. Is what you say? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Make sure. <laughs> Let, let's get him, everybody. Let's get – he got him, him and Kyrie, the same guys you talk about, the solid players, him, oh, yeah. Woody, Karis LeVert, DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen. Right. Let, let, let's go get him another superstar for nothing. Let's just give away some scraps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying too. I'm gonna go to Nick's side, man, because I know everybody has a feel. And this, and I'm, I'm gonna make sure this is not gonna be biased because it's not. So I'm gonna get my raw thoughts on it. Now you got another player on Houston, Westbrook. Between Harden, Curry, Chris Paul, and Westbrook, his his contract is high. But what are your thoughts overall, and how is this gonna go down? Is he gonna still be in Houston, or somebody out of nowhere just gonna say, "Hey, I want Westbrook," and his contract is huge, 138 million left. Right. For what he's been doing. I'm going to let y'all go first, and I'm going to talk about it. Uh, Ray, you go first, man. Who, who want him? Right. <laughs> Don't nobody want him or that contract, man. Um, <laughs> Ru Russell Westbrook's best bet would have been playing out that contract in OKC because he had stock in OKC. He had built up equity with the fan base and the organization to where they accept that boneheaded stuff he do. Although, man, quiet is kept. He really had started rocking in Houston towards the end of last year. Then he got hurt. I believe right, if right. he was healthy during the playoffs, that would have turned out better. Um, they had figured out – the only problem is for him to be successful in Houston, they had to trade away everybody over seven feet. Like, they traded away all they bigs for yeah. him. A lot of people don't realize that. They played that style of basketball last year. For him, they got rid of Capella for him so he could be on the floor with all shooters to create space and for him to play that downhill game that he plays. Every team not going to do that. Every team not going to do that. And Russell Westbrook, quiet as kept, just as bad as Ben Simmons in the sense that Ben Simmons won't shoot, Russell Westbrook can't shoot. Right. So Whew. for him to be effective, he, he needs shooters around him to create right. space for him to, to, to get inside and do what he do. Um, I don't see a great landing spot because Russell Westbrook and I got to go somewhere that's set up with other veterans. If he's trying to win before he, he retires. And, man, there's so much talent in the league right now. Like, every team got a young up-and-coming star that you think wow. they might want to build around. So it's like he, he just kind of stuck where he at now, and then he may have to accept a lesser role. Like, after this wow. contract in Houston is up, I could see Russell Westbrook going somewhere like the Clippers and playing a second or third fiddle role. Like I can see him going, I don't want to say LA, but you know I mean somewhere where he's not the superstar. He's just home to him player. anyway. Cause he in LA, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But I don't see Russell Westbrook <laughs> leading a team no more in his career. I think those days are behind him now. Go ahead, Corey. What's your type? What's your thoughts? Before I get um, into it? With you, um, Ray, you, I completely agree with you. 
I think Westbrook days is outnumbered. Um, he got a big contract, but only trade I can really see is him come to come to the Wizards for John Wall. That's the only one that I can really see. But nobody want to take on his contract. And I really think after he plays his, um, his contract in Houston, I really think that he's going to be a second role player. And I really think he's going to go down like Camilla Anthony, like he got to sell his role play later on career. But it's just, I think his days is outnumbered Westbrook. I think he should have stayed at Oklahoma. And like you said, Ray, played out his contract because he got a big contract. But only trade that I see is him for John Wall because John Wall got a big contract too. And I heard he won't out, but then again, I heard he don't. But I think him and John Wall go to Houston for Westbrook. That's the only trade that I see that what I would do if I was an NBA GMM, but I think Westbrook going to stay. If anybody stay in Houston, I think Westbrook, because he got a big contract. But I think him and John Wall or to the Knicks. But no, hmm. he, he got a big contract. That's what I was going to I said, hold on, I, I'm sorry. But I thought Charlotte, but Charlotte's out, I mean, draft Melo Ball, but because he's endorsed by Jordan. But only trade that I see. Him and John Wall, him coming to the Wizards. That's the only trade. And I really think that he going to stay in Houston and just build around Westbrook. And you will never win with Westbrook as a starting point guard. You will never win. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's, it hurts me bad because that's my guy. It's my favorite player. But right. it's the raw truth. Like, with his situation, man, Sam Preston is a good GM. I don't know. A lot of people don't talk about him as much. But I don't know how he be working his magic. But I know one thing. He really want to bring a championship team there. He has enough picks, enough draft picks, um, first-round picks. He finds a way to maneuver people, man, in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And I think as soon as um, Paul George left, it was more on a level of, like, I don't need to keep Westbrook here no more because, like, you ain't going to win with the team that we got. We probably might as well just start rebuilding. So they found the suitor. And not only that, the, the year he won the MVP, the thing that got me was, y'all right, like, he's not a, not a shooter. He needs shooters around him. I don't think that year he won MVP. They put some good shooters around Westbrook. They didn't really have much to put around him, but he had to do a lot on the shooting perspective. Um, he didn't have that, and his numbers was crazy. His numbers were amazing. Right. I mean, his numbers still gonna be great. I just think personally, even though it's my guy, I feel like he's gonna go down in the Hall of Fame. He just might not win a championship. He might have the AI concept. Be good. Yeah. Be great. Put yeah, up great definitely. numbers. And, I said the same thing, too. And he ain't going to win that. And then I was looking yeah. at – I thought Charlotte was going to get him because he's endorsed by Jordan. Right. But the thing that's really hitting Westbrook right now, I don't even think he's necessarily his game because, like, in Houston, before he got hurt, you could tell, like, even in the playoffs, it was like he was trying to rush and trying to do too much. Even though he was hurt, he was coming off that injury. He wasn't the same. Like, the whole year, he had, he had a really good year. It's just that when he got to playoffs, it was like, I'm hurt. I know I'm here. Because James Harden went through some tough situations with Dwight Howard leaving. Chris Paul got hurt game seven. And then Westbrook, if they didn't make it out the first round, they probably would have played maybe. I mean, he probably would have played a series without Westbrook. I mean, most of the guys he's been bringing to Houston have got hurt. But I think Westbrook did play the first round. I mean, in the first round, I think they very in or something. But I'm just saying those situations hurt. And then you're trying to come back off an injury, trying to bring yourself back and trying to put yourself back into that same form. I felt like he was just doing too much of rushing it. But um, with him, his real situation is that contract, man. I think it's some yeah. teams will take it 
But if it wasn't for the price, and I can see him now, he ain't coming down off that contract like Chris Paul did. So I'm pretty sure some team probably say, well, if we can restructure his contract, maybe. Man, Westbrook, one of them tights is tough and stubborn. He probably, man, I'm not coming off my money. I'm going to get my money. And I think that's his biggest problem, man. The money and his style of play doesn't help a lot of – it doesn't help a lot of teams. But, again, if you go to a team, it's going to be somebody going to want to sell tickets. He's going to put up great numbers, but I don't see a championship unless he goes to a better team. But that's all I got for that topic, unless y'all got something else. Man, I mean, <laughs> like Westbrook, like you said, um, Ryan, um, he is a Hall of Famer, but he do got a big contract. Do you, you know think he's a Hall of Famer, Ray? That's all I was going to ask. I, I think Absol- so. Absolutely. At okay, first okay. ballot. I mean, that, like the guy's talent is undeniable, man. Um, it's one of them things 20 years from now, me and a friend of mine say this about LeBron. 20 years from now, it's going to be really hard for people that didn't see him play to look at his numbers and be like, what was the issue? Like, it, the guy can play. He's phenomenal. It's right. just it, – it's, I, man, I did a, a a hot take a couple of years ago, and I said – I was, like, going off. Like, Russell Westbrook will never win. But because of how talented he is, it's hard to put him in a situation with another player that's talented enough to make him take a back seat. Mm. So – if he can't lead you to a championship, you have to find a situation where he's not the number one guy. He had that for years. KD was talented enough that Russ had to be number two. When KD left and Russ got that taste of – because even in Houston, he was the number two, but he wasn't really taking no back. See, right. so where he going to go where Russ is not your guy? Like, where can he – if you say, you know, uh, D.C., uh, Washington trades for him for John Wall, that's a lateral move. John Wall and Bradley Beal ain't never played well together. No, nah, they haven't. Beal mm. didn't evolve into what he was until Wall was injured. Right. So, I don't know. Like, I I don't know a great landing spot for him. It would have to be somewhere, like I said, some young – like New Orleans. That would be a good landing spot for him right now. Yeah. Bunch yeah, of young guys. Yeah, ain't nobody going to get that. this way. Nobody yeah. going to get this way. But, I, yeah, I, I don't see him, like I said. And then there's another thing, man, as he ages, he yeah. loses everything that makes him special. Right. Right. right about that. I'm gonna get this is a yes or no question on right here, guys. Um two yes or no questions. I'm gonna get into the main topic. Yes or no, um Tampa Bay can come out of the NFC and win the Super Bowl. Uh me, I'm sorry, Ray. Uh with me, no. Okay. Your turn, Ray. <laughs> I mean, the answer is can they? Yeah, sure they can. Will they? <laughs> The, the NFC, the, the NFC, you said yes or no, but the NFC is way more <laughs> you good. than the AFC, man. Way more interesting than the AFC. I mean, Tampa Bay not may not be leading their division when it's all said and done. Right. You got them in New Orleans. The NFC West is loaded. You got Green Bay. NFC East, we're not going to talk about them, right? But you got about four or five teams that in the NFC wouldn't surprise me if they made the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Green Bay, and then three teams out of the NFC West. Wouldn't surprise me if they represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. Whereas in the, in the, in the AFC, it's kind of a two-horse race, right? So can they? Absolutely. They got enough talent. They got, the, they got the horses. They went and got Brady every weapon he wanted. So can they? Yes. But I'm thinking – I'm really thinking the Rams is going to beat it. I don't yeah, know that, why I'm stuck yeah, on the Rams. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what boy. I was saying, too. I was saying either the Rams or Seattle. I'm sorry, y'all. I was oh, saying yeah. the Rams, too, because they got a defense. Yeah, we'll see them all too. My my boy's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, hey, y'all pray yeah. for me. Pray for me, man. But uh, yeah. uh are Pittsburgh for real? Yes or no? <laughs> man, 
Ray, you going to go ahead, Ray, or you going? You can go ahead. Um, sorry, man. I, I hate to say this. You know, I'm a Baltimore Raven. For me to even say anything about Pittsburgh is very spooky for me. <laughs> me personally, it's spooky because I'm a Raven fan. I'm a, I'm a Raven fan. So for me to say anything about Pennsylvania, I mean, the Steelers, but they got a great team, man. I hate to say this, but they got a mob, man. They got a mob, and and I'm we in trouble Tuesday night. I hate to say this, but it's Pittsburgh, man. Pittsburgh, and they, I like I love their coach, but Pittsburgh, that's a great football team, man. I pay homage to, but for me to say that, and I'm a Raven, yeah, man. They got a good team. That that shit, it hurt my heart. To think that Pittsburgh <laughs> is better than us. It's, it's really, it's really, it's really spooky for me to even say that, man. It's very spooky, man. All right, go ahead, Ray. Who who you think? What you think? Well, being better than Baltimore isn't saying much this season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's just a reality. They're just they started off really good. I, I think right. teams have figured them out. They dealt with some injuries, things of that nature. P- Pittsburgh is for real in the sense that you don't get ten and zero by mistake. Um. Yeah. I mean, you you go out and you play the teams in front of you, you win. Right. But if I'm looking at their schedule, they got two and a half quality wins out of ten. Mm. Uh, Baltimore, I say that's a quality win. It's a division game. T- in Tennessee. Tennessee, quality win. Cleveland, that's why I said two point five. It's like you think Cleveland is like, are oh, they the Cleveland Browns? And you look up and they seven and three, and it's like, hey, they're right. a decent football team. Um. Pittsburgh got the number one defense in the NFL. But then you look, like, I think the games against Tennessee, they won by three. Mm-hmm. The game against Baltimore, they won by four, right? All the games that they really destroyed people, and it, when you're a good team, you beat the bad team. They beat the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Bengals, and the Jaguars. Huh. You're supposed to be like – Right. But again, good teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat. So they are a good team. Um, they're a very good team. It's just that they don't they like teams that start the season 10 and 0, 11 0, 12 and 0, they don't like remember back in, in the early mid two thousands, it was like every other year, man. It felt like the Colts were starting season twelve and 0. It felt like the Patriots were starting season eight, nine and 0. And they had something about them that made you feel like they could win it all. I don't know if Pittsburgh can win it all. Right. Are they legit? Uh, yeah, they 10 and 0. Uh, yeah. About to be eleven and zero because they gonna they gonna beat, beat the Baltimore Ravens. They gonna beat the oh, Lamar man, we still, Baltimore Ravens. Nah, we still we still <laughs> the game ain't till Tuesday, people. They still they still Ray. I like you, but we still got NFL play. We still got to play that game, man. I, absolutely, you're right. You're right. But with me, I'm gonna make it short and sweet, real quick, because we we'll get to the main topic. We ain't got but so much time left. Um, Pittsburgh. I think for now they'll be good, a good regular season team. I just feel like, honestly, no matter what, how we say it, how we dress it up, playoff time, I don't care where they play it. They still got to deal with that guy, Patrick Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs. I just really think if the Kansas City Chiefs stay healthy, it's going to be a tough task to beat. I don't think Pittsburgh can beat them. Pittsburgh, got, they always talk about Pittsburgh's great defense. I'm going to tell you now, if they bring that blitzing package stuff they bring, they're going to get cooked. Because Patrick Mahomes can get the ball out quick. So you, you got to beat to even be in a game against Kansas City, you gotta either put up 40 some points or you gotta play like a standard defense, maybe rush for and hope you get enough guys out there. But all them extra blitzes and doing all that, that's not gonna work against Kansas City. 
Kansas City will be up by 30 in no time with that blitz. And that's why I look at that matchup because the style of defense Pittsburgh plays and Kansas City style of the way they play, I'm like, this, this is not a good matchup. It's not a good matchup. What about matchup. Buffalo, y'all? What about I mean, Buffalo? Buffalo is all good, but uh, I ain't even going to get into that. We'll talk about that next. Now I'm going to get to the real – the last conversation because um, time is on getting, getting, getting close to us. Um, so, Lamar Jackson thoughts. <laughs> in a four-minute time frame, I'm gonna let both of you guys talk. Lamar Jackson thoughts, and um, whoever wants to go first, go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. I'm gonna let you talk <laughs> about your guy, man. Go ahead. <laughs> man, Lamar, man, um, Lamar Jackson, man, my quarterback, my my Ravens. I'm not going against my Ravens and Lamar. Lamar, athletic quarterback. Well, I haven't, we haven't seen a quarterback like this since Michael Vitt, but he's been predictable, and teams are really playing us. Uh, I, I don't know what to say, man. I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna fry me, it's spooky, and <laughs> it's very spooky. I know you're gonna fry me, and I, I'm, you got the right to because the way he's playing, I don't understand it, man. The way. Not, I'm not saying Lamar, the way Baltimore playing, that's not Baltimore Ravens football. You know what I'm saying? It's not, but it's his game. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. that. I think we just need to keep him running. And like he's still our quarterback. Um, I don't know. Maybe we need, on the outside, we need playmakers. But I don't know, man. You can go ahead and fry me, man. You can go ahead and roast me. It be spooky. I, I'm 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 gonna take shots, man. You got the floor, man. I'm gonna <laughs> take turn, all your turn, bu- I'm gonna I'm take all your bullets, man. I'm gonna take it all. <laughs> I'm gonna take all. You got the shots, boy. You got the flow. Go ahead. I I get into a lot of conversations with people about Lamar, and they think I dislike him. I don't. I just I, as a fan of sports, I speak the truth. Like I've been saying since last year, even when they were winning, and he was having an MVP caliber season, I kept telling people. If Baltimore ever gets in a situation where he has to beat you with his arm, they're going to be in trouble. They won all them games last year with that stout defense and that running game. Mark Ingram was outstanding last year. Gus Edwards was outstanding last year. Now all the running backs hurt or can't play. And that RPO is so predictable. Everybody see it coming. So when you can't run the ball, now play action is ineffective. Now that simplified offense they was running, where he could dink and dump. And, and like, the, the throws that he made last year, almost anybody could make them. And it's not a, a – like, he's an NFL quarterback. So when I say he's trash or he's mediocre, it's in relation to the rest of the NFL quarterbacks. Right. He's the NFL yeah. MVP. I'm sitting at home talking about him. So he, he, he's an NFL superstar. But he has so much growing to do. And I think last year was fool's gold in the sense that if the people around him weren't honest with him and tell him he got more work to do, he need to grow, he's going to be in trouble. And then it came to fruition this year. I tell people Lamar Jackson is a below-average quarterback. They say he's a reigning MVP. I don't care right now. He's 30th in passing yards per game. 29th in – mind you, it's 32 teams. 30th in passing yards per game. 29th in completion percentage. 22nd in total yards. Dak Prescott ain't played since week five, and he just passed him last week. She. 20th in passer rating. 22nd in QBR. Every single major statistic of quarterbacks, he's in the he's below 20. I mean, it's 20 quarterbacks, which is two-thirds of the league, that are higher than Lamar Jackson in every major quarterback statistic. He's not a very good thrower of the football. Everybody sees that. The thing that makes him special was the running. 
and now everybody sees that coming and they're stopping it. The defense right. ain't playing to stop no more. So now right. they in close games are getting behind, and he got to throw. I don't want to say he's being exposed. I think he can still be good. He can still be special. But right now, he ain't it. That's raw thoughts from Ray Lynn. I appreciate you, Ray Lynn. And Corey Baker, I appreciate you guys. And right. did everything that I ain't had to say. So it was a done deal. And uh, you guys tune in to this podcast. Whatever time you listen to my I enjoy anyone who listens to this podcast.